At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. There's only 24 hours in a day. I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to. There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through. Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And this is Pod on Pod. Every week on Pod on Pod, we discuss a different podcast trying to help you find your next favorite show, especially if you're new to podcasting. There are a million wonderful shows out there. Well, maybe not a million. There's at least a thousand. (laughs) <laughs> there's a, at least a thousand bad ones. Oh, there's way more than a thousand bad ones. I've listened to a thousand bad ones, Josh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, this week on Pod on Pod, we're going to be talking about... At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. A show called Throwing Shade. This is from the Maximum Fun Network. They've got a whole host of podcasts for you. We've reviewed uh, a couple of them at least. Uh, Mabimba Bam in particular is one of our favorites. Uh, and this is a show that we've had suggested to us for a long time. It's been on the listener uh, requested list for a while. Uh, and I know in particular our buddy Katie Swan is going to be happy that we're reviewing this. This is her favorite podcast. Oh, really? It is. Right on. Yeah, so this one's for you, Swanee. Uh, not only for you, but for everybody. No, mostly just you. Okay, what is what is this show about, uh, Josh? Every week on Pod on Pod, we break the podcast down by talking about content, host likability, audio quality, and production values. Let's start with content. What's this show about? It's about a feminist and a gay guy having... You know, below the table conversations about different social issues going on in the world. What? So the two hosts are Brian Safi and Aaron Gibson. The, was that was I wrong? No, you were right. You're okay. spot on. As a matter of fact, that's a good description. A, a, a slightly tighter description might be their tagline, which is uh, we talk about all of the week's issues concerning ladies yep. and gays. Yep, and we give them. Uh, and we treat them w- much less seriously than they deserve. I feel like this is a twofer. I feel like we're cheating a bit. Why? Well, because we're always looking for podcasts that have uh, women uh, or gays. Different or minority groups in, in general. Anybody. Yeah, let's get that perspective out of there. That's one of the best things about podcasting. And in this one, we doubled down. Oh, absolutely. It, once I realized what Throwing Shade was about, I was very excited to put it on the schedule for that reason. We're checking boxes, sir. Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi are the two hosts. What is – she calls herself a – she calls herself a feminasty. Yep. 
what does he call himself? It's a homo- homosensual. Yes, a homosensual. That's yeah. what he says. He says, uh, "I'm a homosensual and I'm a feminasty." Yes, Aaron and Brian met each other while they were performing at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. And do you know what UCB stands for? <laughs> Upright Citizens Brigade. That's right. That's right. Once upon a time, we reviewed a show called Doug Loves Movies, which is recorded uh, many times from the UCB Theater. And at the time, I said that. That was the University of Cal Berkeley Theater. Who said that? I did. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was me, right? That was me. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. You might have agreed with me or not disagreed with me, which is a polite thing for a co-host to do. (laughs) But I've gotten a lot of for that in our reviews since then. So I'm glad we can clear it up today. <laughs> they uh, they also uh, write, uh, wrote and hosted segments on Current TV for a while, a show called Infomania. Uh, that's where they got together. And since then, they've been uh, doing this show, I think. It's a pretty cool show. Um, they say that they treat these issues a lot less seriously than they deserve. And I think what they mean by that is that they make a lot of fun. Yeah, they goof. Yeah, they goof a lot. If you've if you've heard Mabimba Bam, the attitude that they take to the topics that they discuss is similar at times. The thing that the podcast that this most reminded me of though was Smodcast. Because first of all, they're very familiar with one another and they talk very familiarly with one another. But the, and 78% of the content scan BC? No, no. The reason why it really reminded me of, of Smodcast is because they will very quickly drop into a skit with one another. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. They'll be talking about a thing, and then all of a sudden they're playing parts. And they don't necessarily say, hey, let's do a little skit. They just go with it. <laughs> yeah, they just start yeah. doing it. And you're supposed to just understand what's happened now in the podcast. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's familiar. I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of um, podcasts... Do that whenever it's two coast. Even uh, plumbing the Death Star, they do that some. They they don't play. they don't always agree and go along with it. Like one may be dragging the others. Yeah, I that is that is one. As much as I like that show, you're right. That's the and I would not have put my finger on that until you said it. They deny each other too much. That's the that's a really a negative thing about that show. Wow, huh. You just totally changed my perception of that show. These guys do not deny each other. No, they go uh, with Brian, it. Uh, Brian and Aaron uh, play along very, very well with one another. As a matter of fact, they play along to ridiculous degrees at some times. And I think it's possible that there would be an audience for this show that might be turned off by that. The fact There's the matter definitely is, an audience that will be turned off by that. Well, look, this, like, this show is going to be very, very loved among the demographic that they're reaching. No, I'm saying even amongst feminists and homosexuals. Sure. Yes, I agree. Even amongst the LGBT yes. crowd, there will be some people that say, you don't take it seriously enough. You make fun of us. You poke fun at your own side, and it's not that's not the way we play. Um, I think... I think I don't know because I don't I don't necessarily... I'm, I'm not part of those communities. I'm an ally to those communities, but... I think this might be a controversial podcast, in fact. I don't think that it is. You don't think so? No. I I, th- I thought a few times in the midst of their banter, I'm like, is this like <laughs> is this like the fact that it's okay to say the N-word massively in rap music and I'm just not – it's not okay for me to make jokes like this, but it's fine for you to do I don't it. Under- I don't understand how any podcast can really be controversial <laughs> just because it's such a it's such a non just stop listening <laughs> yeah, like you that. literally have to subscribe then press play 
then listen to you get to offended. Leave the earbud in your ear. Yeah, like it's. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So let's talk about how they put the show together. Audio quality, it's great. They record in a studio together, and those two things pretty much take care of any other issue you might have. Right. Yeah, my only issue is the same issue I have is Brian pops his peas. Mm. That's true. He doesn't have great mic technique. But but again, as you said, lots of people I'm don't. the worst. That's fine. Uh, what about host likability? Let's talk about the two hosts. I love both these people very, very much. I do too. I told you off the air before we came in tonight, I felt like they were both very funny and they have just the right amount of sass. Like, snark. Yeah, snark. Snark. Yeah. But sass, too. Like, they are... So who's your favorite? It's really close, and it would go back and forth depending upon the episode. I think overall, I like Brian better. I do, too. He does He does a couple of wonderful things. And some of it, like, it's in the show. But there's this one commercial. Uh, I guess not commercial. I guess they're doing the, um, the fun drive. Oh, the yes. The fun, Maximum Fun Sponsorship. The donation drive. Uh, where... She she call it's like it's set up as if she's calling Maximum Fun, and and doing like frequently asked questions I guess, but he just goes off and starts pretending he's share, like she called she's talking to share, but such a bad share exit like if he doesn't keep if they don't keep referencing it, you you have no idea what's going on. It's like what about that time I was married That's, to Sunny? Oh my God, exactly. <laughs> Is that, it's real close. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't listen to that episode, but I can very easily imagine what a bad share. Yeah, and it's oh my god, it's fantastic. And then I love it when people do impressions of their demographic, right? So, who who was it that was doing it? Was it um, so one of the, one of the Canadian, but not a real job. Whenever is it, Joel? Uh, Joel is the Canadian. Yes, Joel's okay. the Canadian man. I can't believe I remembered that. that was somebody's going to write and be like, dude, you're way off. There's no Joel on that show. No, there was a – yeah, there's absolutely a Joel. Uh, and he is the Canadian sure gonna, one. Uh, whenever he does – whenever he's making fun of Canadians and does a Canadian accent, it's – I love <laughs> yes. it. It's one of my favorite parts. And whenever he's making uh, fun of um, of a real flamboyant gay guy, it's it's brilliant. Um, I agree. That I I like. I also like it when people sort of accent to make fun of their own accents. Make oh fun man, of their when their own a Cajun is doing is making fun of a Cajun, it's amazing. Yeah, it is really a special experience. All right, let's talk about the production values. This is a show that has a. They do a lot of sounders. They do like the little interstitial music or whatever. Really? In I didn't between. get a whole lot of sounders, but every like. Yeah, well, not. I don't mean like Radio Zoo type sounders. I mean there is music or sound effects. To reference Transition. the fact that, yes, we're moving yeah, to a different yeah. part of the show. Because there's a lot of different things that are, are happening. And, and like you said, they go off on these tangents. And that music kind of brings it back. Because how the show is put together is uh, they'll have a cold open, little music. Either she will bring up a topic um, that she thinks is important. Or he'll bring up a topic that he thinks is important. And they'll discuss it. Music, then they'll reverse. Whoever hasn't already given a topic will then talk about whatever's on their mind. Then there'll be some music and like an ad and then like transition music and a guest. Um, but it's generally how it goes. 
so that's production values, host likability, audio quality, and the content. Mm. Uh, that's how we break down the show, folks. Uh, let's talk about our favorite moments. I, I liked a lot. First of all, we at least listen to three episodes of every show we review. This week I listened to episode 183, 174, 178, and I've got 84 and 184 and 185 both loaded up. If you've listened to a podcast for one episode and you didn't like it, give it another shot. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, you got to give it two or three. You really have to, three or four, I would say, you have to listen to at least that many because so much about podcasting involves a lot of in-jokes, a lot of, well, as we said about this one, like, do I know going into it that they're going to treat things so irreverently do i know that they're occasionally going to go into a skit like you might be lost the first time and not even enjoy the jokes because you don't realize what they're doing right uh so yeah give it give it several tries uh some of my favorite moments uh the biggest one was this (laughs) uh brian says and i can't remember what it was about but all of a sudden out of nowhere he says whatever and like he really dragged it out and she says yes you're what aaron aaron says yes your whatevers are turning into one-man shows you have, to, you have to bring those in a little bit. That's funny. <laughs> um, Joel, have you seen the movie Jinx? No. You know what it's about? No. Uh, it's about this guy who – it's a documentary. Okay. Okay, so I haven't seen it. I'm only going to be able to tell you what I've pieced together from listening to podcasts that have mentioned it. Okay, so what I'm saying is not necessarily fact, nor is it the Bible on Jinx, but roughly there was a documentary about a guy – Uh, who turns out has murdered a ton of people, right? Serial killer over like a lot of years. Oh, 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 uh, the the Durst. Yes, I know. Yes, okay. And how they find him is they go back and re-listen to like a thousand hours of footage. And there's a part where he goes in the bathroom and admits to the crime. Oh, yeah. I read about this. The headline said, what did I do? What did I do? Well, I killed them all, of course. That was what he said on microphone. On mic while he was in the bathroom. Right. Yeah. So uh, they were talking about the movie Jinx, uh, and they say that, like they say, yeah, he confesses right right there. And I can't remember which one of it says, but one of them's like, can you imagine being Sarah Canning right now? And you're like, what? It was that easy? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what What the what the fuck? Every, what, but what? here's the thing is everybody was, everybody was waiting for that moment in Serial. And, of course, you didn't get it. You weren't going to get it. There's no way you're going to get it. And then for this documentary to have it? It's crazy. Well, you know, actually, speaking about Serial, uh, he just got – he's going to get a new trial. He's going, oh, yeah, right on. Uh, well, I don't think it's actually a new trial, but there was an, there's going to be an evidentiary hearing, which will include Asia McLean's testimony I and her original – uh, I love how I said right on, like, like, oh, he's innocent. I don't know if he is or not. I don't know that he's innocent either, but anybody that's listened to that podcast has to believe – he should have another day in court where all of the evidence should be looked at. There are enough questions there, something screwy, and we need to we need to get further to the core of what actually happened there. It was not as simple as he killed her like they said he did. That's that's pretty we boy, we now we're talking about serious. Yeah, so that let's was, get back on it. So, that is a good moment though. Yeah, that was a great moment. And then the other one I already talked about was uh I I loved whenever he was pretending to be Cher. Yeah, so what and what's great is in the Cher bit, like he Mentions Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, which is like my favorite Cher song. That is a good one. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. And anytime somebody mentions it, like uh, Joe Rogan mentioned it on like uh, a week ago episode or something, he started singing it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think I think one of the reasons people use that one is it's a really, it's a really recognizable um, 
this sheer accent is that's an easily accessible version of the sheer accent. You could just say gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Everybody knows how she says that, you know? All right. Let's move on now to uh, our overall rating for this show. For Throwing Shade from the Maximum Fun Network, featuring the uh, stylings of Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi. Which, by the way, you can follow Brian Safi on Twitter at Brian Safi. That's with a Y. You can follow Aaron on Twitter. Who spells Brian with a Y? Lots of people do. You can follow Aaron on Twitter at, and I loved this one. Her name is the Giblertron. It's at Giblertron. At Giblertron on Twitter. Very, very funny. Uh, and she favorited us today, as a matter of fact. What's your overall rating for Throwing Shade? Um, I know you're going to give it a 1.5. I completely enjoyed the show. I liked it a lot. It's not going to be one I subscribe to. It will be one I suggest. Uh, so it's getting a very solid one. Because I don't do halves anymore. Boy, I hate that you called me so easily. But I will say, it's, it's, yeah, it's 1.5. You're 5. so easy to read. Like, the listeners should be able to know. <laughs> the three quarters into the episode, I they should already giving, call yes. my... I'm, yeah, I'm going to give it a 1.5, and here's the reason. It is a great podcast. I am subscribed now. I'm very excited about having... Truthfully, I find it hard to find enough shows for my own taste that feature women as a as a regular co-host or host or a single host. Yeah, but you're also super liberal. Like, you'll I listen... Am. Here's the thing is, you'll listen to stuff, not necessarily because it's good but because it's real on the liberal side and you like to be able to talk about it. That is true. That is true. I do like I do I'm I'm trying to find really quality stuff that also aligns with my ideals. And that's where that point 5 comes in. Well, and that's why I'm bringing the point 5 instead of the whole 2 because first of all it will be controversial if you are conservative. If you're a conservative listener of our podcast, and I'm I'm glad that you're here. I hope I don't rub you the wrong way I too often. Think, we don't talk about politics. We've met a lot of people in the podcasting community. Yes. We've met a lot of fans. We've met a lot of listeners. They're not a conservative bunch. I think that – but I think that's only now. I think as the podcasting audience grows, I think as we add new listeners, more and more of them will be – uh, middle of the road or very conservative sure, because right now people, we've got early but adopters even, but even people who do conservative podcasting they're not like the crazy right nazi conservatives because yeah. the crazy nazi conservatives were like take that devil stick out of your pocket boy right <laughs> yeah good point good point <laughs> all right so but but i will say there will be a certain set of the audience that probably doesn't want to listen to a show featuring a strong feminist and uh, a, a gay man there's another set of the audience, though, that I think that won't want to listen to those two people make fun of their issues and make fun of their causes and make fun of themselves sometimes. Right, but but here's the deal. They're not just making fun of issues to make fun of issues. They're making fun of issues that are important to them. It's their issues that they're making fun of. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's why I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm looking forward to hearing more. I'm looking forward to them opening me up to new ideas and new uh, events and new issues that I don't even realize because of my own uh, slanted perspective. Uh, so there's our review of Throwing Shade from the Maximum Fun Network. We liked it quite a bit. One from Josh, 1.5 from Joel. Uh, you can check it out at throwingshade.com. That's where you can go. Uh, but you can also find it at maxfun.org. All right, we got some listener mail, Josh. 
Uh, yeah, a couple of things, actually. First of all, on Twitter, and this goes back to our continuing discussion of Android podcast apps. If you're an yeah. Android user, what do you use to listen to podcasts since they don't make it quite as easy as the uh, the Apple side of things with the iTunes store? Uh, this comes from Ghost Rob Weeks. It's at Zombie Slag on uh, Twitter. He says, Beyond Pod is what I settled on after trying Podcast Addict and all the rest. It's not perfect, but it is the best available. Do you use Beyond Pod? I have, have you not, tried that? I, uh, you know what? I may have, uh, I have never used it, but I think I've, I've passed over it in the App Store. Uh, also, we got some email from Greg Shelton, our uh, British listener in France. He says, thanks for reading my letter. I on- I've only just discovered that you read it out. Uh, yes, I am in France for purely honest reasons, I promise. <laughs> in response to your comments on my questions uh, about advertising, which were all great. He really liked our discussion about podcast advertising. I would like to highlight how the guys on No Such Thing as a Fish always made no secret of how they would rather do anything other than fulfill their advertising obligations to Squarespace. And now the ads have mysteriously disappeared, as far as I can tell. I didn't even notice any ads on their show. Did you? Um, no, sometimes at the beginning. Um, I can't. Is it Dan, maybe? Uh, one of them will give like um, a know, short read. Yeah, we'll give announcements out of the way, really. Uh, Also, I was wondering if you guys could address two things. One, during the introduction to one of his shows, Mark Maron seemed pretty concerned about a patent trolling case involving someone who had sued a number of prominent podcasters for copyright infringement, claiming they had invented and copyrighted the whole medium. It seemed like a landmark decision and an issue that is still live, but I don't have much of a clue. It's not live. Uh, All all they've done – okay, so here's what happened. For those of you who don't know what a patent troll is, the bugle – no, it's not the Bugle. What's the TV show called? Um, Last week tonight. Yes. Uh, he does. Uh, I want to say he does a segment on patent trolling. Uh, yeah, it's about two episodes ago. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. You don't even have to have HBO. It's John like five minutes, and he will make it very yeah. clear what they are. Um, but pretty much what it is is it's these companies who buy up these old technology patents or really anything patents, and then they have these lawyers, and their job is to figure out how to apply that patent to something that is going on now. It's a shakedown artist, effectively. They- right. So, so I believe the podcast patent goes back to um, downloading audio files, and, and the way that it is attached to, to podcasts is that it's done in a serial fashion. Yes, so you're subscribing, and there's right. going to be one episode that follows another, and that'll be within one subscription. And that's what they're using um, that's what they're using to uh, kind of strong arm uh, a lot of the podcasters in the community. They're going after big guys. And here's the thing: is there's not a there's not a lot of money in podcasting, not yet anyway. Even the biggest of the biggest yeah. fish, the Mark Marins and the Adam Carollas, which are two prominent examples of people who have been targeted directly. Although I think there are several other good examples. I think Aisha Tyler might have been contacted. Yeah, so well, so Adam Carolla is the one who really put up the the fight. That's the one that they went after. Was the big guy they went after. Uh, he raised money to fight him because here's the thing is just to fight um, the patent troll, just to go through the lawsuit and fight it. And, and, and the odds are you're going to win it. It's going to cost you over two million dollars. So that's why when they shake you down for 10 grand, 30 grand, 50 grand, you just pay it. Or most people do. And Adam Carolla they, said you just stop doing it. Yeah. Or Adam Car- and Adam Carolla said, no. Nah. Nah, we're going to come up with a different solution. Well, a lot of a lot of people said no, but he was the figurehead. He was the he was yes. the you know they poked the bear. So they raised a lot of money. It was it wasn't like Adam was doing this out of his pocket. And what has happened is um, it's not that the lawsuit's really gone away. 
it's kind of like uh, the patent troll has rescinded it, but that doesn't mean that they won't sue in the future. Uh, effectively, it was clear that the court was unfavorable to their position, and so they took their ball and ran home well, and he, and here's rather than is, getting a judgment. It, it's these guys, it's these companies all across the nation doing it, but what they found is they found very favorable um, – um, rulings in Texas. I want to say it's Marshall or maybe Waco. No, it's Marshall. That's where Marshall. they do the big Christmas thing too. Yeah, and that's where uh, that's where they're putting all these patents through the courts, and it's it's really terrible. It really is. A, it really is a shakedown. It's like the mob. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Strongly recommend going and checking out that that video uh, from. Uh, from John Oliver. It's Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Look, at just search for Last Week Tonight, John Oliver, Patent Trolls, and I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Uh, his second question, could you please help me, and I'm sure a great number of other podcast proselytizers, come up with some stock responses to deal with the most basic and frustrating questions I always seem to encounter when suggesting a podcast to someone. Namely, so what actually is a podcast? Uh, and then the classic follow-up, so where can I get one? Please help me come up with a simple idiot's guide style response as my current explanations always seem to fall on deaf ears and I am failing to convert uh, many new listeners. Thanks again, Greg. And before you answer that, let me follow up with his PS real quick. He says, when Brits are not eating fish and chips, they are also able to access more than three channels on the TV. Like the U.S., there are a range of ways to access TV stations. They have free-to-air, cable, etc., leading to hundreds of channels of absolute crap. Hence why I listen to podcasts. I, I like that a lot, too. Funny guy, that Greg. All right, so about the stock answers for podcasts. Uh, first of all, I'll tell you mine real quick, and then and then I want to hear what you have to say about this, Josh, too, because I know I'm, you and I, mean, I I'm both. I'm hoping you want to hear what I have we, to say. We, we pitch this to a lot of people. We, do, we don't talk so much about our own podcasts to people we actually right. meet, but we do talk about listening We're to podcasts. We're not very good at self-promoting, by the way. Well, I'm, maybe not. I've always It always feels weird. It's sort of like... <laughs> hey, let me show you the mole on my back. Like, that's the way <laughs> I feel like, you know, like it's, I don't know, it's, it feels strange. So one of the things that I say whenever anybody says, what is a podcast is it's effectively internet radio. That's the easiest way to, it's like an internet radio show. And then I immediate, See, immediately, immediately follow it, it down up. even more than that. I, I go one more though. And I go, except you can listen whenever you want. It's not on a schedule. And they go, oh, that seems to, that seems to sort of make sense to people. So. I try to find something that they can really get their, their brain around, right? Um, and everybody's familiar with on-demand video. Sure. A podcast is just an on-demand radio show. So it's like YouTube but only audio. That's yeah. the way you'd pitch it? Yeah. I, that's a pretty good answer too. Um, and, Dude, and you can't even say YouTube. There's a large portion of this population that doesn't have a clue what YouTube is. See that? And I know you're right about that. But when you say that, that's like when someone says, we're losing a football field of the South Louisiana coastline every day. People say that, and I believe them because they're scientists. But I'm like, how? How could we possibly lose a football field of Louisiana every day and it, we not mind? You know what what do you think I mean? about it? It's a big coast down there, apparently. There's still a large portion of the population that's just not internet savvy, right? Yes. But almost every household has cable or... Um, or satellite, and so video on demand is something that they're very, very familiar with. Yeah, because the cable companies do push it. That's right. That's a very good point. And I think podcast it's, it should be, to me, it should be something easier for those type of people to to adapt to and adopt than like um, YouTube, really. Right, or, or reading blogs or whatever. Right, because 
every, you've listened to the radio growing up on the uh, like every time you got in a car since you were a kid. And wouldn't it be great if any time you wanted to listen to Paul Harvey, you just could? You, yeah. You didn't have to wait until 12, 15 or whatever? You, you so just that's how I explain on. it. That's, 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 a really, that's a really snappy way to do it, too. Now, his second question is, where can I get one? First of all... Get one what? Get a podcast. Where oh, can I get a podcast? On your smartphone. Uh, yes. that's the, the Your phone is the easiest way. And it, particularly, if they're an iPhone user, it's super easy now because you got the podcast app yeah. built in. Just yeah. say, hey, look, show them. Tell them, hey, right here on your phone, there's this thing called podcast. If you open that up, you can search, you can, you can subscribe to them all right there. It's super, super easy. But even easier than that, all they have to do is go straight to the website. And almost any podcast you can imagine, there is a play button, and yeah. they can play it right there from the mobile web. They don't even have to know how to subscribe. They don't know how to, to uh, they don't have to know about a podcasting app, et cetera. Just tell them to go straight to the website. That would be the thing I would suggest. And then the, the third thing, and you didn't ask this, but anytime, if you're going to be a podcast proselytizer, if you're going to go out there and try to... Joel's going to add more information than what you thought. Yes. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. No, but if you're going to do that, you've got to have podcasts to suggest. Don't just tell them, hey, there's this thing called on-demand audio. But if you're going to say that to somebody, have one in your back pocket and go, for you, I think you'd love no such thing as a fish. For you, I think you'd love... Plumbing the Death Star. For you, I think you'd love Ivy Envy because it's all about the cubbies. You know, whatever. Dude, you have no idea how, like, I can't remember being this. I can't remember enjoying the first half of the season, first quarter of the season, as much this year as I have in, like, 15 years, more maybe. Are, are you guys doing well right now? Cubby's doing well? They're doing well, yeah. They're second. Like, they're doing well. I'm not going to poo-poo that. Uh, but they just feel like they're they're all their talent's young. Joe Madden is a, a fun uh, manager to have. Like, like Theo Epstein has, has brought these guys up from the farm system, which had been non-existent before he got there. Like, it's good, man. It feels good to be a Cubs fan right now. You know, you know, Josh. I I started another little podcast all on my own. I really feel like you, the way your face lit up as you started talking about that. You need to start your own Cubby's podcast. Nah, no, there's people out there already doing it better, way better than I ever could. <laughs> you just you just need uh, you need Corey to start making more uh, hourly uh, or more hours of the week filled with Cubby podcasts. Do huh? they already do like two a week? Yeah, well, doesn't he do a, like a daily show now too? A short daily show, I think, like a five minute or something. I want to say he started something like that recently. Uh, anyway, uh, we're way off topic here. Uh, that's our thoughts on Throwing Shade and our listener mail for this week. If you've got a question for us, and thanks to Greg, by the way, for sending those in. If you've got something you'd like to ask us, just uh, email us, podonpod at teamprocreate.com. Josh, next week on Pod on Pod, we are going to be reviewing the Startup Podcast. Oh, is this one of the tech podcasts that you always try to get me to listen to? This is not a tech podcast. I don't believe you. It's not. It's from Alex I Bloomberg. I can smell a trap. This is from Alex Bloomberg uh, from Gimlet Media, uh, one of the uh, networks that we actually reviewed. Uh, we talked about uh, Reply All, uh, the show about the internet, when we talked about TLDR and Reply All. 
This show is not like that. It is a narrative podcast. It's it's narrative told with interviews and that kind of thing. The first season was about the launch of Gimlet Media. The second season that's going on right now, and this is the reason why I want to review the show, is about a business called Dating Ring. It's a, effectively a new Match.com type of thing. A very interesting idea. We don't have enough of those. Well, no. This is an interesting take hey, on man, it. You don't have to be lonely. At FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> they, this this uh, business, their hook, their difference is that it's all about the people. They don't use algorithms. They don't use computers to match you. They literally have a person that looks at your profile and that looks at the other person's profile and then they put you together. It's a personal touch to a technological dating. Very interesting idea. Really interesting show, too. It's you your see. own matchmaker. In fact, if you sign up today, you'll get a first 15-minute consultation with them for free. I don't know about that, but uh, it is an interesting business model, and it's a really interesting podcast, too, as every season they're going to take you behind the scenes of a business that is just launching. That's the that's the point of the thing. Pretty cool idea, and we're going to be reviewing it next week here on Pod on Pod. You got anything else to add? Sir? I'm excited. You, you should be. Uh, yes. If you um, go and check out Throwing Shade, and it's something you enjoy, and you love the show, and you love the host, you love Aaron, you love Brian, hey, let them know. Give them a great review. Absolutely. And don't forget, too, to check out Stitchville Post. It's the way to bring a local yarn shop to your mailbox. All you got to do is go to bit.ly slash Stitchville. There's links in our show notes and links on our website, too. You know what's kind of a a cool trend that I've noticed happening, um, talking about Stitchville? Um, A lot of uh, young mothers, while they were pregnant, like they're they are starting to for whatever reason, I I guess I, I wouldn't do it. It's too tedious for me. They're starting to get back into like crocheting little things for their kid before they're born, like crocheting some booties. Like there's a lot of like young people doing that. I've got uh, I've got uh, an employee who is I want to say like twenty three, twenty four, um, and she's doing it. Um, that generation, man, for all for for all the things that drive me crazy about m- millennials, um, they enjoy making things themselves. Which I wonder where that's coming from. Well, I think it's the lack of tactile feedback in their you regular so? lives. Because everybody's like, texting and everything. They're so digital, and yeah. they have been their whole lives. I mean, if you think about a kid who is 23 now, they've never lived in a world without, like, like I used to laugh that we never lived in a world without MTV and how amazing that was. They've never lived in a world without the Internet. And not just the Internet, mm. but the modern Internet, really. Like, in, in the time that they've been cognizant, Facebook has existed. But how for cool! How cool it would be whenever you got older and you're like, you know, your little your little stocking cap or your little booty is like, man, my mom crocheted those. Yeah, absolutely, very cool stuff. And if you want to take up uh, some passionate uh, crafting like that, you should check out bit.ly/stitchville. Stitchville Post. It's an lys at your address. All right, that is another episode of Pod on Pod. Until next week, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel, and this has been the podcast. Pod on Pod is a proud member of the Procast Network, a Procreate production. 
Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and the fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at teamprocreate.com. Also, be sure to check out one of our other great shows like Me and the Geek. Are you a geek? If the answer is yes, I've got just the show for you. If the answer is no, well, I might have the show to explain why you're wrong. Meandthegeekpod.com is where you need to go. Visit us every week for a different conversation with a new geek and a peek into their own geeky world. You see, here at Me and the Geek, we believe that everyone is geeky about something. Find out what your geek is and then let your geek flag fly with Me and the Geek on iTunes, in Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts now.
people have always told me I can be a bit wary of modern things. Very true. So, when Jane suggested selling the house with purple bricks, I weren't happy. No, you weren't. You see, I don't like technology. I don't like the internet. I don't like moving house. I don't like their adverts. I don't I don't like purple. Luckily, I don't listen to him, and our estate agent, Emma, were perfect. She gave us her actual mobile number. She was always available. Fine. They were great. Still don't like purple. Purple bricks. You'll be totally sold. Fixed fee payable on instruction or after 10 months. Viewing services cost extra. See website for more details. At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage.